You're listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast. Welcome to the latest episode of The Whole Truth podcast. I'm Paul Armstrong. I've just had a great chat with Rob Sinnott. He's the managing director of Alicanto Minerals. You may not have heard of Alicanto, and that's because Rob's been keeping his head down, working very hard behind the scenes uh, in Sweden. He, the project is called Falun, and at Falun he's been working to generate a whole lot of targets around the very historic Falun mine, which has a great track record. It was a world-class project in its day, but has not been exposed to any modern exploration. And Rob's identified a corridor of three and a half kilometres bound by either either end that's uh, with high-grade mineralisation uh, and a host of targets in between. As I've said, he's kept his head down, he's got on with it, but his time is about to come. He's preparing to drill these targets, and with a market capitalisation of just $19 million, you imagine it wouldn't take much for the stock to take off. As you'll hear, Rob is a very measured and considered fellow. Very nice one at that too. He doesn't overcook things, he's not one to stretch the truth, but he does have a tone of confidence in his voice now after having done a lot of legwork, and he's ready to hit the button on the drill bit. So Rob, would you say that Alicanto is the best story to come out of Sweden since ABBA? <laughs> Yeah, oh, Paul, it's a it's a pretty interesting one, but yeah, Alicanto's a uh, you know it's, it's a pretty special opportunity. You know, you don't see many opportunities where you have two such high quality projects with you know significant historical production in a tier one mining jurisdiction that's had next to no exploration in recent times. With you know, with the drill bit being uh, driven by a really high quality team, both sort of here in Sweden and uh, sorry in Sweden as as well as in Australia and. You know, we've got the ex-chief geologist of Belen that's driving the drill bit. So, you know, you've got it. You know, it all comes together. I think as a as a fantastic story. You know, as I say, two fantastic projects, no exploration, great team. Uh, you know, with uh, with every chance of uh, of hopefully, you know, taking what's been a, a wonderful history and uh, and transferring that into a into a wonderful future. Now, most people would think of Sweden as a tier one mining jurisdiction, as you just said. But it is, isn't it? It's got a great history of mining and it's very supportive. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Sweden's actually a fantastic place for us to have our operation. You know, if you look at the Fraser Institute rankings, it's, you know, it's clearly a, a tier one jurisdiction. You know, interestingly, Paul, you know, it was, it was largely closed to foreign investment until the early 90s. So it has largely been overlooked by the industry. You know, when a lot of companies were running to Africa and South America, you know, Europe uh, really didn't get the uh, the attention that uh, that those areas got. But you know, Sweden's you know probably one of the largest mining economies in Europe, and and the mining history goes back you know thousands of years. You know, and you know when I first joined the company, you know, you know for all the discussion of uh, of Scandinavia and its green uh, and its green focus, you know what when when I was speaking to the politicians, it was. It was really interesting as to how pragmatic they were about their future of their economy and the role that mining has to be pl- the, the, the role mining has to play in it, and and you know these these views have only been enhanced in recent times when you overlay the whole Russian situation and the and the war with Ukraine, like you know you saw recently you know Sweden moved away from its hundred percent renewable target to a fossil free energy uh, target by twenty forty. So, and that's all about this, uh, you know, the about short-term energy security. So, you know, it's a bit of a changing place uh, at the moment, Sweden. And if you look at where we are, you know, we're in the south of Sweden and away from the more culturally sensitive areas in the north where, 
you know, where the Sami people, you know, largely have their reindeer herding areas and uh, and where, you know, when you hear about, you know, the difficulty of securing mining licences, that tends to be up north in that very culturally sensitive uh, uh, situation. But, you know, as I say, from our discussions with politicians, you know, it's much easier to open up a mine in, a, in an area that's already considered a mining district. And where we are in this Bergschlagen region, you know, it's a very active mining centre, which isn't very far from Stockholm. In fact, Sala is only about an hour's drive from Stockholm. And the region is, is really well known for its large scale, high grade VMS deposits. And, and, you know, there are some very big mines there, including Garpenberg owned by Boliden, which is Sweden's largest mining company and Zinkgruven, which is owned by Lundin Mining out of the US. You know, and, it, and it's in an area where the infrastructure for supporting mining project is fantastic. And you've got, you know, mining communities there that have, you know, that have, uh, that have understood mining for, for thousands of years. So it's, it's good to hear you've got that Swedish accent down pat. I could hear the pronunciations <laughs> yeah. of that sort of thing. When we talk about the history, though, Rob, is it fair to say Falun, uh, spelled F-A-L-U-N for the benefit of our listeners here, Falun is uh, your flagship project at the moment. It's your number one project. There's a long history at the Fulham mine, isn't it? it? It was a world-class asset. Yeah, look, absolutely. And, it, you know, it's interesting, Paul. You know, when I first joined the company towards the end of last year, we had this focus on Sala. And, and look, the company had done an excellent job in terms of putting together a, a 10 million uh, tonne resource in, in only 12 months. Um, but really, you know, as you know, and I have no doubt that I'll ultimately be a mine at, at Sala. But when you look at Fulham, to your point, you know, it's just an unbelievable opportunity. You know, since 92, the, when it closed, there's almost been no exploration work. And that's just incredible when you consider its history. You know, you know, we put our first hole into, you know, so Falun itself, in, in, you know, over that history, which goes back probably a thousand years, it produced 28 million tonnes at 4% copper and 4 grams per tonne gold at 5% uh, zinc. And, and for a good portion of its life was the largest uh, copper producer in the in the Western world. And look, if we can get another sniff of that 4% copper, I mean, this, this company's worth a fortune. So that, They're great know, grades, aren't they? I mean, when did that come oh. to an end? Yeah, it came to an end in, in 92 and largely because the government changed its policy about not uh, uh, not underwriting the, the reclamation, if you like. So, you know, again, a pretty strange situation that a government would do that. So probably a reasonably sensible decision from that. But the company that held the, the claim at the time wasn't prepared to go forward. So closed down operations at that time and, uh, and the operation has been largely dormant since then. So it didn't run out of metal? Oh, God, no, no. Like really... You know, you've just, you, you, you know, the old timers mined out the uh, the old deposit there and uh, and then, you know, there's been a little bit of exploration around, but really not a great deal. And so, as I say, like, so for us, it's just an extraordinary opportunity to uh, to come into at this point in time. Now, you've been working on this for some months. You might feel a bit like a duck at the moment in the sense that all the, you know, the hard work's been below the waterline and, you know, the company's only got a market cap of $19 million. It, it hasn't, that sort of work is obviously very important in an exploration sense, but probably not the sexiest from a share market perspective. But you've done the hard work, haven't you? You've identified targets, you've got a corridor. Where have you arrived? And, and is the stock now in a position where you think you're sort of set for activity and takeoff? Well, yeah, I think so, Paul, because like, literally we're at the at the point, we're on the cusp of starting our drilling program, which, you know, which will pull all of that work together. So, look, we put our first hole into the Whitgrooven target in October of last year, which is about three and a half kilometres away from the historical mine. 
And look, we hit 43 metres of, uh, of sulphide mineralisation containing high-grade silver, copper and gold. And that allowed us to interpret that Swip Groove and Prospect to be part of a major mineralised mining belt that includes the old Fulun mine. You know, when we put that first hole down there, we got this off-hole conductor that has the potential to be another Fulun-style ore body. You know, when we hit, we put a follow-up hole down there, we uh, we hit this eight metres of copper stringer mineralisation, which we know sits in the foot wall of Fulun. So you, as you can imagine, this is a major target for us. And then, you know, we, uh, since that time, we've now identified a number of gravity anomalies on that three and a half kilometre trend as we move from Whitgrooven to the uh, to the Falun mine. You know, and, and we, we we got that excited about what we had. We then uh, acquired the old Falun mine claim, which we didn't have, which then consolidated our land holding in the region to over 300 square kilometres and, and 60 kilometres of that target limestone. So... You know, once we got that, you know, we got 1,400 uh, holes of, uh, of of a drill database, uh, which we, you know, which we've now combined with all the work that we've done into some pretty uh, sophisticated modelling. Uh, and that's now allowed us to identify, you know, some really high priority targets in that, uh, in that key, cor that key three and a half kilometre um, uh, uh, target area, if you like. So that, that's, that's, your, that's your core focus, Rob, that three and a half Ks. And what that's, in, in summary, that stretches from the historic Fulham mine to the area where you got those spectacular results that you just referred to with targets along the three and a half kilometre stretch. That's, that's absolutely correct. And so we've probably got there, you know, numerous areas with numerous targets in them. And, uh, you know, a lot of hard work's gone into, into doing that. And so, uh, you know, uh, you know, it, <laughs> Just numerous, uh, you know, set up targets are sort of ready to go for us. So as I said, it's not the most exciting work, but it's it's absolutely crucial. What, getting down to the sexier bit now, what what happens next? Yeah, so we're in the process of uh, putting out a drill tender at the uh, at the current time. You know, we'll you know we'll sort of organise a you know a five seven thousand metre drill program. Uh, and, you know, once that, you know, and the target is to start drilling this quarter, once all of that's done, you know, once we sort of threw the, uh, you know, the summer period up there in uh, uh, in Sweden and everyone's sort of back to work again. And, uh, you know, that that process will continue through to the end of the year as we uh, as we push that forward. And then and then what's basically drilling the targets, testing the targets, uh, looking to rapid achieve rapid resource growth, presumably. That's the overall objective yeah. here. A hundred percent, and and look, you know, as as I say, there's uh, you know, there's there's more than enough to do up there at the moment. I mean, it, it it's just been amazing what's uh, what's come out when you when you sort of think about some of that, uh, you know, some of those targets. I've sort of mentioned Whitgroove, and I've mentioned those gravity targets along the line, but you know, we got some really really interesting results around the old Fulun mine, if you like. We've we've identified mineralisation outside the previous mining voids, and that mineralisation is open in. In several of the uh, of those you know, those older unmined drill intersections, you know where we had hits like fifty meters at three and a half grams per ton. So you've, gold. so you've got a fantastic head start there. Yeah, obviously high grade, yeah. known mineralisation outside the resource. It that from that perspective, it's going to be a bit like shooting fish in the barrel, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think so, but uh, let's see how uh, how the drilling goes. But as I say, we've got a great uh, stand up targets all ready to go. So you know it's a it's a great spot to be in with that. You know, you really had to stop and do the hard work, get those targets in place. You know, when, you, when you've got a market cap like we do, you've got to really make sure that that drill program is as as, fish, as efficient as, as possible. 
And I think getting a you know a really serious uh, you know a, a driller on board you know it's it's been a little bit hit and miss in the past, but let's uh, you know but very keen here to get a quality driller and a quality drill program underway. But that market cap, as you say, okay, it's only you know circa twenty million dollars, but that's where the investors leverage is, isn't it? Uh, you know, twenty million dollars, a couple of good results, you're suddenly up and away. Yeah, and look, I think it's a you know it's a great shame that the market really doesn't appreciate the opportunity that we have. But look, I I largely put that that down to the uh, to the status of markets globally, if you like. But you know, it's going to be a great ride for those that are on board as we uh, as we seek to build on the history of those amazing mines. Uh, now, you know, sp- yeah. Well, speaking of those on board, you've got you've got some a couple of names there, haven't you? Um, in in terms of shareholders, consultants, and the like. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got you know a couple of inv- a couple of bigger investors out of the US that uh, that have really sort of picked up and continue to support us over over recent times, and you know a very supportive register. You know the top 70 percent of our reg- uh, of our register just continues to accumulate their holdings, which is uh, which is really encouraging and uh, and fantastic. And Steve Parsons of Bellevue fame, he, he's yeah, in there. Steve- Steve's our biggest shareholder, which is uh, so he's really uh, you know when he looks at those intersections at uh, at Falun, he just sort of shakes his head and tells me that that's some of the best uh, uh, the best results he's ever seen. So it gives me a lot of comfort that you know for a guy that uh, that sort of built something like Bellevue, which has been as successful as it has, for him to say that is uh, yeah is really encouraging in terms of what we've got. In fact, we probably start in a better position than Bellevue started when it uh, when it kicked off its life. And and Steve Parsons has tipped a whole lot of his hard-earned money into this stock. Uh, he's highly regarded as an exploration geo, isn't he? That's that's arguably yeah. his core strength. So the fact that he's recognised the potential of this, he's put his dough into it. That's that's rather comforting. Yeah, look, absolutely. As I say, you know, for for guys that have been there and done it before, it's fantastic. So we, you know, Steve is is very involved in terms of you know the the drilling program and the geological work that we've been doing. And then, as I say, we've got Eric Lundstrom on the ground who uh, who knows that geology better than anybody else. So you put the two of those guys together and it's a pretty dynamic team. So what should we expect over the next few months, Rob? What's the, the, the plan of attack? Yeah, we it's very much sort of involved with getting this drilling program up and going and, and getting some results out into the market. And, uh, you know, as I, as I say, you know, we've, a, a lot of that hard work has now been done. You know, I think we've got some really great targets in front of us and now it's just all about getting that drill bit into those uh, into those areas. And just quickly, you as you mentioned before, Rob, you have the Sala project. Yes. Is that, is that sort of sitting there waiting for you to play a similar game? Oh look, I think it absolutely is. I think uh, you know, you know, when you're when you're in in our position, you know, the difficulty is with uh, with a limited budget. You you know, the focus just has to be on Falun. But as I mentioned, you know, we've got a ten million ton resource there, and when you look at the history of Sala, it produced two hundred million ounces of of silver at just phenomenal grades. You know, twelve hundred and forty four grams per ton on average. So that's still very, very much part of our, our thinking and, um, you know, it's a, a really crucial asset to the company and I have no doubt there's ultimately going to be a mine there and we continue to think around what the right strategy is for Sala given, you know, our, our immediate focus absolutely needs to be on Falun. There's been a rash of bullish silver forecasts I've seen in the past few weeks and we know that Europe is desperate to get its hands on these sorts of metals, isn't it? Become oh, absolutely. more self-sufficient. Absolutely. You know, you think Europe, you know, consumes about 25% of the world's commodities and produces three. 
you know, it's and you know, again, as I say, you overlay the Russian situation over that uh, situation, and there's a real push from the EU to uh, to move towards greater self sufficiency, and it's it's looking to countries like Sweden and other major mining companies in Europe to to fill that gap. So. As I said to many people, uh, it really feels for me in Sweden at the moment, it's, it's right time, right place to uh, to be there. You've got, you know, a, a supportive bureaucracy that's, uh, that really is looking to, uh, you know, get mines up and running as opposed to, you know, uh, you know, not, if you like. like there's a real impetus there to, uh, to, to up production of raw materials. And, and even in Sweden, you look at some of these new, new businesses starting up, the, the Norvolt uh, battery, uh, sustainable battery business up north there, uh, the, H, uh, the H2 green steel business that started up. You know, all of these companies require, you know, raw materials. And to get those from Sweden is just a huge, uh, a huge bonus for, uh, for, for those companies and the country. Rob, I can sort of sense your frustration to the degree that you've done all this hard work at Falun particularly and you've got known high-grade mineralisation, you've got some great targets, you've identified this, you know, this corridor of Richards over three and a half kilometres. It, it really is, a, you know, an explorer's dream. If that were in the outback in Western Australia, I suspect people would be queuing up for a site visit. <laughs> but uh, as you get into it and it generates some news fire, I have no doubt that, you, that, you know, you'll get, a, you'll get a response and the awareness will grow. You've done some great work. As you say, you've got to spend the money carefully, hence all the legwork you've been doing. But I do get a feeling that perhaps uh, your time and Ellie Canto's time is, a, is about to arrive. Oh, look, let's, let's hope so, Paul. I think, it, as I said, you know, I, I joined uh, because I thought these assets just looked almost too good to be true. And, uh, you know, let's uh, hopefully the proof will be in the pudding as we get through this drill program. I mean, I've, you know, Eric, our, our geologist uh, in Sweden says, you know, it's it's the one area, he's, he's never worked in area with such prospectivity and he's got six discoveries up in, in that region to his credit. So, yeah, look, I think it's all in front of us now and, and now we've actually just got to deliver and, and hopefully we do that with the uh, once we start that drill program. Fantastic. Rob, thanks for your time today. It's a great story. You've obviously worked very hard and studiously without a lot of recognition behind the scenes, but... That's what good exploration is based on and uh, we cross our fingers and toes that the results will come in for you and Alicanto shareholders. All the best. Thanks again. Really appreciate it, Paul. Thanks for your time. You've been listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast produced by Resource Media, hosted by Paul Armstrong for Reed Corporate. Please note that Reed Corporate does not provide investment advice and investors should seek personalised advice before making any investment decisions.